Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latrell. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly taking three weeks off. We ain't rusty. Uh-uh. No big, uh, big program on tap. We'll introduce our in-studio hosts, as always. PJ Duran sitting to my right here on behalf of our good friends at uh, Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online, hicklinpowersports.com. And sitting across from us, uh, not too often we get both these guys in the studio at the same time. They fight like cats and dogs. And, of course, that's Roman Avila. Roman, welcome back and a good holiday to you. As well. Thank you. Good holiday to you as well. Yes. And uh, Tony Wink, back from the uh, South Seas and the uh, the islands and your big adventure. How are you? Doing great, man. I'm glad to be back in the chair. Yeah, back in the chair as well. Scott Casper here and over there on the other side of the glass, the good Dr. Jack DeLeon and his beautiful bride. She's doing the internet version. Jack doing the terrestrial radio version. Glad you're with us. Big program on tap. Just because we took the time off over the last couple of weeks doesn't mean the industry did <clears throat> no, as a matter of fact, our guest list really have a lot to do. The guests have a lot to do with the news that's been breaking over the last several weeks, including the return of one Jeff Ward. Tony, does this one surprise you? Um, t- actually, I got a call from uh, those guys last week about doing something with Wiseco. And so it, it, I, I knew about it before. It surprised me when I talked to them, though. Um, so no, the press release didn't re- surprise me, but I I just had to chuckle that that Jeff Ward is going to go racing at, you know, 152 years old. Wow, it seems like that's old. <laughs> he's in his fifties. Yeah, and um, he's going to come out and he's going to be competitive. I would never bet against. I mean, you remember he, he did Supermoto, right? He killed I, it, and he was a champion. Supermoto he's champion. Hired, he's hired Johnny Lewis to train him. So he's he's uh yeah I think Jeff Ward's going to be relevant in the he's going to do some short track and some TT stuff so he had his choice by the way of Johnny's he could have hired Johnny O'Meara Johnny Rock Page <laughs> I think John Johnny Rose. O'Meara and him are, are friends anyway but oh, that's funny right <laughs> John- <laughs> Why the, Johnny Rock Johnny Page. first show of the new Why year would you Start right off with Johnny Rock. KRP, uh, I why love do you got to bring that up? So we got Jeff Ward on. We're going to have Malcolm Stewart on. How about that ride Saturday night for Malcolm? That was sweet. Uh, 15 minutes. Amazing. Yeah. He did. It. He was amazing. We'll talk more about that later. And uh, so. Shane McElrath is going to be on. Who's who's? Uh, he rode really good, too. He, wrote, over the yep, he did very well in the uh, this Saturday night. And then Aaron Colton's going to be on. And we've got the Rocket James Raspoli. I like that. I like that. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Fly Racing. Look for Fly Racing where you buy your products, or you can look for them at flyracing.com. All right, 
Tony, you've got the introduction for our very first guest. All right, last year he finished fourth in the overall standings in the British Supersport Championship with seven podiums and only two points out from an overall podium finish. It is our friend James Raspoli returning to the show. James, what's going on? What's going on, lad? How are we? <laughs> what's happening? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you guys. Yeah, it's good to be back in the state. When I did come back from the season, it was eight months um, away, so... Eight months not touching down on U.S. soil was a bit different. I had an accent the whole night. I'm sure you'll catch it. And, you know, like, it's been interesting getting acclimated back to the U.S. <laughs> did you have a – did you need a visa? Did you, did your visa expire? Clearly, hopefully not. You made it back. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Well, don't you have a backup, like, American Express card or something you could use? Wrong different. kind of visa. Well, okay. Different, different visas. Of, okay, sorry. Right. But right. thanks Just for playing get, along. Playing catch-up. Work, work visa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a sports visa actually, and expires oh, uh, yeah. in a month. So you made it back just in time, then? Oh yeah, just in time, man, just in time. Tell us about lockdown. Tell us about the British Supersport Championship. Man, it was stacked last year. Um, you know, I had two kind of little rough years before then, but I rode for a team called Everquip, and uh, like right away, round two, we got back on the podium after being twenty-four months off the podium, so it was huge. And then we just put together a solid. Uh, solid season like we you know really kind of just like built up through the year we had great results a ton of fun you know fanfare like the fans over there you know I always tell you guys about the fans over there electric they're amazing Um, you know we had some good content going out and yeah it it was a great year and it's a bit of a shame at the moment not to be able to go back Um, but the team didn't continue and uh, so we're kind of a little bit lost at the moment but the series is amazing we had a great great year and it was a bit of a shame i lost the third in the championship on the last race it was like torrential downpour like it was insane and i had to get on the podium i lost i got fourth by like 0.2 and i lost the third in the championship but is what it is right James, you've uh, got a long and storied racing career. What uh, it looks like uh, you do have plans for this coming season, though twenty nineteen, uh, some dirt track plans. Is that right? Well, listen, man, it's crazy. Is actually um, my buddy. So I've been doing a couple things on the movies, doing a little bit of stunt work and whatnot. From my buddy Karen Clark, KC seventy four, and he's actually going to put together a little program for me for Daytona TT. So kind of being backed a little bit by uh, movie industry for Daytona. Um, but everything's kind of getting thrown together a little bit for the rest of it. We're still waiting on, say, some road race options. But, yeah, we're starting out with, with dirt track. I'm actually getting back on a dirt tracker this weekend at the Corey Texter. I know you got, you know those, you know him. He's promoting his own race, and he's lending me a, one of his 2017 Hondas to go and mix it up with the boys at the winter throwdown this weekend it's actually going to be on fans choice crazy that's awesome i wish he'd have called us we'd have have got him on i'm gonna be looking for that on fans choice thanks for the heads up james i do want to talk a little bit more about the motion pictures because i know i make a living from them as well or contributes to my living um are you under um a a particular union did you uh, become a a member of the stunt union or um, um Actually not. No, no. So we're just kind of a specialist at the moment. My buddy, um, Kieran, he's actually he's got his website. I think it's kc74cameratracking.com. Um, you can see this pretty, really, really cool um, 
uh, camera bike. Okay. So pretty much, it's a it's a bike that he's created um, where that holds a camera. It's electric powered. Uh, it's really, 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 really cool. Um, and so he's kind of brought me on board with him to be able to do some of that stuff. Um, obviously, can't talk about the last couple of jobs we've been on, but it's really, really something unique. It's cool. It's something a little bit outside the racing world. I mean, everybody's in racing knows racing is just you know kind of it's crazy all the time it's very competitive it's, you never shut off it's almost sometimes not fun of how this is just something that's kind of opened up it's cool it's different and it's a little bit still high pressure but it's uh i would say just a little bit slower you know what i mean you can really sure. it's kind of your skills well, there's a whole lot of downtime in filming but you know it's it's the it's the big picture that's when i know my guys are working hard and it's the close-ups that's when you know the actor steps in, right, and and takes steals the scene, so to speak. You know, if you look at like Keanu Reeves or or uh, um, Tom Cruise or other guys that you know they put motorcycles and motorcycle action in scenes and in motion pictures. You know, you got to know that ninety percent of the work that you see is done by professionals like you. Yeah, it's 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 dude, it's crazy. Like to be honest, like to actually see how they put together a movie is pretty trippy mm-hmm. like you know everything's at a sequence like you're just kind of there for that shot you kind of have to follow what they're doing and it's it's in, it's crazy if you guys do want to check out the bike man it's kieran-clark.com um i'll send it over to you but it's actually a really really cool bike it's insane how he's actually put it together put it on facebook if you would and uh and tag us would you pit pass yeah, yeah, no worries. That'd be awesome. You get your own trailer when you're doing that stuff, you know, like a yeah, like a box box van. <laughs> Cardboard box, little, maybe high end one. We're a little rogue unit, dude. We've got a little sprinter. It's bad. It's pretty sweet. It's um, you know, it's all set up. It looks cool. It's uh, you take a few naps in there if you need to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> so you're looking at uh, James going back, or at least uh, you have intentions to get back to BSB. That, as we all know, is a hyper competitive series, uh, in line with all the other national uh, superbike series. No plans or talks about racing in the series you came from, our own Moto America series, or uh, is the door still open? The door is still open. Um... You know, there's. I think everybody knows there's limited options in, in Moto America at the moment to be in a competitive seat. Um, so, yeah, we are trying to facilitate that as we speak. Um, but who knows? Um, you know, it's. Let's. You know, we can be honest and frank. It's racing's in a tough, tough place all around the world. You know, if you don't have the you know top five rides in any of the series, it's pretty bare minimum. Um, and with just being a, caught a little bit off guard uh, with next uh, going into next year with uh, our team just not wanting to continue. Um, as we know, it's a pretty hefty bill. It's kind of left us a little bit on the back foot. So we are a little bit, I wouldn't say scrambling. We've got some good things uh, beyond we can do all these one-off races, you know, ambulance chase a little bit like that. But to actually have a full, but you know, buttoned-up program, uh, we're still just, you know, trying to put those pieces together. I know it sounds a bit cryptic, but um, it's it's this time of year. This Is time of year. Any other rides available out there that you that you turned down, maybe, or just didn't think they were competitive? Dude, I've had plenty of offers. Uh, you know, and that's not saying anything. 
you know, like hawk or anything, but I've had plenty of offers. It's just, I, I want to be like, I went through a couple of years where I wasn't on the competitive bike I needed to be. And I really struggled and, you know, I wasn't performing to what James was myself. I know I can or what I've, I've done before. And it was, it really took a hit to the, the old mental cap. And, you know, you start thinking, is it me? Am I just like not good enough to do this anymore? Um, but then like last year I got back up on a competitive bike, uh, and round two back on the podium and competitive pretty much from round five onwards, you know, every weekend, week out. Um, so it's, I refuse to get on a bad bike and that's just the simple of it. And I refuse to be one of those guys that's going to, you know, put up 60, 80 K, you know, out of my own pocket or whatever and, and, and go ride a you know what I mean? Do it that way. You know, if I don't have a big sponsor behind me, I'm not, I'm not doing it, you know? And I'm, I've kind of, I've made a living doing this, you know, I'm 27. I've made a living doing it. I'm not going to go and start not making a living doing it. You know what I mean? If, right. you, if you compare the British super sport, moto, moto America super sport, it seems like the, the level of the top guys would be pretty similar talent wise, but in the British super sport field, it seems like it goes way further back. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I think this year it was a little bit less. Like when I first came into British Supersport, dude, there was 12 guys within the same second. There was eight guys within the same half a second. I remember it was like it was stacked. In 2015, it was like an ultra-competitive year with Luke Stapleford actually winning that year. Um, and there was two Yamahas, Triumphs. Like there was like factories behind it the whole nine. Last year it was a little bit scattered, but there was – there was two guys, Kennedy, Jack Kennedy, as you may know, Ben Curry were at the front all year. And then it was like me dabbling with them or a few other guys. So it was about five guys that could really do the damage. Um, but I would say, you know, I, we get this conversation every time we come over, you know, Moto America, BSB. At the end of the day, if you took Jack Kennedy and put him in Moto America, he's going to do the business. If you took J.D. Beach and you put him in uh, BSB, he's going to be there, thereabout. You know what I mean? The only thing I would say is, is I think it's a lot harder to go to BSB just because of the tracks. And we've seen that with, uh, not to single anybody out, but we've seen that with some of the you know World Championship dudes coming back in BSB. Like, the tracks are crazy. And it takes a lot of years. And you got some old boys like, you know, Rudder still out there competitive because he knows them like the back of their hand. It's not like that anywhere else around the world. So it's really unique. And what is it about the tracks, James? Because I've I've often seen, witnessed the very same thing. I mean, it, the prime example, at least from a spectator's point of view, having not been there, Cadwell, the mountain. I mean, it looks narrow, as narrow can be for a racetrack. Uh, then you add in the jump elements. I mean, what what is it that makes uh, local knowledge so important in that series? Because... We've seen people come to our series and other series uh, years past. World Superbike, a new uh, a new guy with the right amount of talent doesn't have a problem. It's really simple. It comes down to the tracks are old, man. Yeah, they've been repaved and whatnot, but there are like Cadwell, for for instance. You go to Walmart, you go into one of those parking spots. That parking spot is bigger than the track width. Like that's. So you have to get used to it. I've got a video on my Instagram that you can see. It is as narrow as it looks. Dude, it's, dude. Like, if you look at a picture, uh, a video on my Instagram, um, going into after the mountain, going into that right-hander, we're nearly on the grass. And I'll post that with the other link 
um, up, but it is so tight. You have to be so uh, precise and you have to build into that. Like it, I was there for five years and literally there were, I would say three out of those five years, I was competitive. Um, and every year I went back, I just got faster and faster. It was never like I didn't, there's not one year I went to the tracks and didn't improve my time from when I went last time. And that's insane. Like, that's what's crazy. But, like, an, another classic example would be Olton Park. You come out of uh, Cascades at Olton Park, and it's, like, it's almost like they didn't, like, roll out, like, the straightaway, and they just, like, paved over all these bumps. Like, it's insane if you watch it. Like, you can't set your bike up, you know, because you're always moving. Like, right before you go into Island Bend, fourth gear, you go from fifth to fourth gear, you just hit this jump and you, uh, this little bump, and you get a wheelie going into it. And actually, Danny Bucking crashed there last year. He had the front wheel go up, got the front brake, and lost the front going in there. That's how, like, it, that takes a lot of time to build up. And it's a little intimidating when these boys go out and you have 30 minutes of practice and the first 10 minutes are on lap record pace. Like, it makes you wake up. And that's, like, whether it's mixed conditions or whatever. Like, the one thing I will say about England is it gets you pretty hard. Of like, like, it doesn't matter what the conditions are. It could be, like, dude... I can't even say it like this year at round one, it was, it was, it was four degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is. 50, 45 degrees and raining at round one. And we raced in it like that. Just over 40 degrees. Yeah. Cold 42, 41, 42. Dude, at Donington park, like slippery park. We raced insane. Yeah, like, where they canceled crazy. the where they canceled the uh, MotoGP event due to rain. Yeah, very, very same track. Different. That was Silverstone. This was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Donington that was park. Silverstone. Yep, my bad. I don't mean to but, throw Donington under the bus. That Silverstone's no, cool. currently under. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, but it was. It's insane. Like that's that's the crazy part between the two series. You know, you get a lot of sunshine here. I know they have wet races, but like over there, it's just like. I don't know. It's like going to Alaska and then trying to race. <laughs> so you really enjoyed it's what you're saying. I, I hear nothing but <laughs> hear nothing but awesome out of that. Long johns and uh glove liners. It's sweet road racing with all that gear on. Woof. <laughs> I will say this, I would I wouldn't do it. Like if the series wasn't so good, they would not it's like I wouldn't I would never go there. Like the summer's okay, but October rolls around, it's just depressed city. You know, it's like black cloud rolls over, and you're like, "Ooh, time to leave." <laughs> yeah, right. Like at four o'clock. <laughs> well, I have friends of mine up there in Alaska that uh, they shoot television, and they don't. Um, well, they're always saying, "Hey, come on up and visit, man. You can stay in one of the cabins." And I'm thinking, "Hmm, how far are we to the next nearest Walmart?" You know, <laughs> it's, it's if it's ten minutes or more, it's called roughing it. You know, yeah. so I'd like to be somewhere close that you know pizza can be delivered. No, no thanks. At the end of the day. Like, I had a blast, man. I traveled all through Europe, you know, and it was awesome. Like, I had the experience of just a backpack and whatever. I've lived in five different places in, in England. You know, I've done an amazing job. And, yeah, I'm not done. I'm going back to, to Britain. I know I don't don't have something now, but it's it's a finicky world right now. It's Everything's pretty fragile. So um, I think rides will open up pretty quickly. I think if you dress like the locals, I think you can kind of slide by. <laughs> you know, yeah, you've got to start sounding like them. That you're having a pint at at three o'clock. Yeah, if you're drinking beer and you're in Iraq, guess what? You're not from Iraq, okay? Just okay. avoid the blood pudding over there. Oh Ugh. God! Oh, 
It's not good, man. No, it's, it's, good. It's, it's, it's not what you think. Or maybe no. it is. Okay. It's not. It's not. Up against the clock. By the way, I do want to uh, congratulate our buddy, Matt Strawn. He's the new director of the I- Iowa Lottery, huh? I called him up mm-hmm. earlier, and he did not have the current numbers for Wednesday's drawing. You'd think he would have been able to uh, get that to us. Um, James, sponsors, who do you want to uh, recognize on the program? Well, Olivia, I want to shout out to, you know, my boy, Kieran, KC74, uh, for hooking me up for Daytona. Um, I want to obviously thank all the people who have been around me, Arai, Dianese, um, you know, Bruce Oxygen. Uh, I want to thank Everquip for last year and uh, MyDigitalListing.com. Um, but other than that, just, you know, all the support from the fans. Like, literally, without them, I probably wouldn't have had two rides last year or the last two years. Literally, it was fan base that kind of pulled me through, um, you know, all around the world. And, yeah, I think uh, you guys for bringing me on every time I come back here. And, you know, I want to thank Corey for allowing me to use his bike this weekend. And let's just do it. Let's uh, let's get 2019 underway and start, you know, bringing some results back, you know. When you, can, when you can start talking about the uh, films that you've been working on lately, please get back with us. We'd like to hear more about it. Anything that we can learn behind the scenes stuff is kind of cool. We'll have a video actually coming out soon of what we had because we had cameras um, on the last thing. And yeah, 100% we'll, we'll have that up there. And I'll bring Kieran on as well. And we'll kind of have a, a little chat ski. All right, man. Yeah, we got All Jeff right. Ward coming up. Uh, uh, of course, uh, the big announcement out there that uh, he is coming back from retirement. What do you think about that? That's amazing. See? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's insane. Like, dude, Jeff Ward, you know, he's getting competitive. He's got Johnny Lewis behind him. Like, you know, he'll be ready. The thing is, Daytona, it's all about breaking. Jeff Ward comes super moto background, motocross. Like, he'll be great for turn one. And he's no slouch on a motorcycle. So, as long as you can get out, if you can get a good hole shot, you know, the dude can be a serious threat. So, uh, I think it's pretty cool, actually, that, you know, American Flat Track is literally taken off. So, we did it last year. It was an amazing event, and I can't wait for Daytona TT and everybody to watch again. I think it's got some tremendous legs underneath it, i got to tell you that. James the Rocket Rispoli. Thanks, brother. Best to the fam, okay? All right. Love you guys. Love you, you too, so much. James Rispoli. Hey, we're going to take a quick time out this portion of the show, brought to you by our friends at Wiseco. Wiseco Performance Products, if it's made for a vehicle that's two or four wheels chances are you can get it through wiseco because they make everything that you need for your two and four wheel vehicles in on planet earth let's just get to it all right coming up jeff ward we've got two segs with jeff uh stick around our number two by the way malcolm stewart do up uh, shane mcelrath and aaron colton and more with our in-studio gang and of course i'm talking about pj duran and uh, tony wink is here and uh, tony it's been a while since we've had uh you know roman here on a regular basis yeah I, we uh was it a court order thing or no i just i think he got sick of us for a while <laughs> that's i could see that happening yeah you never yeah. know yeah. that's possible yeah. the lights are left off at my house i'll tell you that right now all right stay tuned more after this it's pit pass this is davy coombs and you're listening to pit pass radio 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Chris Keith McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio, in it to win it. Well, we're talking in studio, and it is sneaking up on us. We did not get to Japan this year, but... The Bacon Fest, the International Bacon Fest, coming back to Central Iowa. Some 40,000 folks are going to trip through the five-hour party. How many people? 40-some thousand. It's amazing. I love it. And about 35,000 of them are fat. Oh, and uh, who cares? And drunk. It's all about the <laughs> party. Bacon. And, and it's a party. And, yeah. And, and you know, no matter if we're doing it in Reykjavik, Iceland, whether in Tokyo, do they do it uh, all over? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, it's a huge. It's, and it's, it's real. Huge. And it's real big in Japan. Mm-hmm. Is it, it the was same guy huge. from Des Moines that's doing it? That, yeah. Yeah. The variety Brooks, club. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Brooks. Yep. Brooks. Yep. Brooks Reynolds and Company. Tom Zmoliak, uh, one of the guys that uh, truly puts a lot of effort into it. A lot of benefit there to local charities and uh, good folks that can really use your help, but. Coming up February 16th, look for it online, and that's, of course, the uh, Bacon Festival. If you put that in, you're going to get the most recent news. We started a promotion on it 
for the on this very station. So uh, today, so it's it's mm. it's going to be a. Actually, we had him on WHO mm. this morning, our sister station as well. So good job by Van. All right, let's uh, go to our next guest. Tony, you want to do the honor? You bet. I got a call last week mm-hmm. uh, from a friend of mine, Johnny Lewis, and uh, he said he's putting together a program. And we talked about being involved with it with Wiseco, and uh, it, it just doesn't shock me because this guy is. I mean, we're obviously huge fans here in the studio, but just his credentials and and the things he continues to do just is is nothing less than amazing. Jeff Ward is going to go racing. AMA Pro Flat Track AFT. I'm not. I don't believe it. Not for a minute. <laughs> it's just awesome, and you know, and, and it doesn't surprise anybody because we saw him just crush it. In the supermoto, and obviously he's he knows how to ride a motorcycle. If you see social media, you see uh, he's been doing some flat tracking, so it's it's pretty awesome. And we welcome him now, Jeff Ward. Welcome to Pit Pass. And what are you doing? You're going racing. <laughs> hey guys, thanks. Uh, yeah, Troy Lee calls me uh, crazy, but he loves it. So um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, just I've been riding a little bit, and yeah, been at the Blackmore Ranch. He's helped me out the project and. Just been down there with some guys, and um, you know, I've been I've been love watching the the flat track for the last year or so, and and know a few of the guys, and just said, what the heck, I'm, you know, as long as it turns right a couple times, I think I'm pretty good. So the TT is what kind of I'm, I'm shooting for right now, is you know, five events, and um, but I'd love to try a short track. You know, I'm not I don't know if I'm too keen on the half mile or the mile, but. Um, you know, I, I used to I race flat track when I was a kid growing up in TT. That's why I grew up with a steel shoe. So I kind of, I know it a little bit, but I got a lot to learn. And, um, yeah, Johnny came out and did his school, Lewis out in uh, the Blackmore Ranch, December like 3rd or something, and was out there. And he's got his kind of program going, and his school's back there in Florida, and, and he's going to go to the races. And it kind of just kind of snowballed and got put together. So, uh, I'm in good shape and ride and cycle every day, so I'm in better shape than I was when I raced supermoto. So I hopefully I can have some good results. Jeff, uh, you already mentioned it, uh, but I was going to ask you: you raced and, and did some flat track and some dirt tracking uh, growing up, um, and then transitioned to motocross, um, and that provided to be super successful for you. Um, how do you feel that? Uh, the transition is going to be back to uh, dirt tracking for you, and especially you're riding uh, KTM 450s, right? Yeah, um, I mean, motorcycle is a motorcycle to me. Um, I think in motocross, you get in every situation, whether it's sliding or you know tucking the front or losing the rear. It's just all kind of like you know it's input and react just to what the situation is, and um, so yeah. But there's a big learning curve on just like anything when I've jumped into other off-road trucks, Indy cars, supermoto, um, rally, whatever it is, there's, there's mistakes to be made and learned. And, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, with my racing background, I won't make big mistakes, but I'm sure I'm going to make a lot of little ones. And, um, you know, it's not gonna, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to jump right in and, and set the world on fire. I don't know. I think I'll be pretty good, but, um, just depends how the tracks are. Um, you know, I heard the one in Arizona on the off-road truck track, which I raced, the pro two at um and it's a pretty fast and big jump so that you know be kind of up more my alley than maybe something that has a lot more you know sliding and then having to really so, set up the bike a little bit you know but that's where johnny comes in to kind of help out with what 
you know, they've learned from past, you know, from day to night and all that, he'll know a little bit more of all that stuff than, than I would. I'm clueless. But I think, uh, you know, I think it'll be fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. So on the uh, the Arizona track, do you just bust out an old 500 for that one and just send it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I wish they'd let me. <laughs> just get some good suspension know. put on there, some freshen that thing put up. Put everybody on a KX500 and see who wins. Hey, I'm saying. With the front brake. Some of them guys struggle with yeah. the front brake, Jeff. Yeah, I know. We get to run them on the TT. So, um, you know, I know like some of the corners, if they're not so like, super fast you know I, I mean i can back it in i can slide i can turn the front wheel down i can do it all but i'm not as comfortable as i would be more if, if it's you know yeah you, you get to use your front brake more like supermoto where you're you know it's not leaned over so far relying on like the steel shoe holding you up it's more you know finessing the front brake that gets you in there a little more straighter up or something so um that's what that's what intrigues me about the tt it's just a little bit more of riding the motorcycle to what you know you can get out of it more than really knowing how to slide and set the bike up to get the grip and um it's kind of like going from an oval on an indie car where you can't run an oval unless it's set up right where on a street circuit you get away with a little more because you can input it a little more of turning in earlier or later and, and and choosing a little bit different entry or exit so and getting power to the ground so um i'm hoping that helps out but i'm excited to you know get out there and have some fun and um enjoy traveling to the races and looking you know hopefully it you know the flat tracks on a uprise right now with their following and exposure and and personalities and riders and talent and kind of like the supermoto was when it started taking off except it was so new and flat track's been around forever but it's uh it's really cool that people are paying attention to it and um it's a great sport and definitely for spectators the racing is always exciting so i hope i'm in there uh for one or two of those uh close victories <laughs> what what portion of the season are you planning on running jeff i mean uh, is it a full full season or select events only well i got the five tts which will be uh i think uh daytona phoenix i think springfield sturgis um, sturgis and then peoria um so besides that i mean i'd like to do a couple short tracks um maybe atlanta after daytona um some guys say that's good dirt and you'd like it um, you know, maybe I'll, I doubt, maybe try that and just see where it goes. And then, you know, who knows? So, uh, you know, I haven't been too keen on looking into doing the half miles or the miles, but, you know, certainly I'm not afraid of the speed. Um, but it's just the mistakes on those are bigger and worse and, uh, costlier when if you do make a mistake or somebody else makes a mistake on you. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm 57 years old and, I bounce off the ground okay still, but not the best. So uh, I'll just play that by ear. Well, and there's no sense in taking a dirt sample unless you really have to. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I mountain bike. I, I do downhill stuff, and I do stuff I shouldn't be doing um, just because of, my, you know, my skills I have. And But, you know, it bites me now and again, and, and uh, you know, you get beat up, but it's just in my blood, and that's what I've always done. and if I'm not hurt once or twice a year, then it's weird. So <laughs> I enjoy kind of going through the, I don't know if you call it the torture of bracing and, and just figuring out how to make it to the next one and the challenge. I just kind of, you know, thrive off that. And I still have that passion somewhat. And that's why I'm still racing stuff I do. And, um, 
I'm heavily into mountain bike racing and I just did a 12 hour time trial in November, um, on my, on a road bike is 217 miles, I think in 12 hours. So, um, yeah, I just train and just love doing athletic things. So this is just another big challenge that I'm, uh, super excited about. Okay. So you did 217 miles. Is that what you said? Yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. So you're going 18 mile an hour average. Yeah, I was at 21 miles an hour average for about eight hours, Man. and then uh, it was 95 degrees in the desert, and it got hot. It was just like, I'm not going to make it, these laps. It was a circular, you know, like a 20-mile loop where you could come in and get water, and you didn't have to have a support crew like we did the Ram. I did the Ram Race Across America with, with David and, and Doug and, and Mickey Diamond, um, where we have a crew, but this was just uh, you're kind of by yourself, so... Um, and then I, you know, I've done the mountain bike races and I'm in good shape. You know, I just need to do a little bit of, uh, some more moto and some more gym stuff for my shoulders a little bit. And, uh, I think I'll be good to go. It's going to be, uh, interesting to see how this goes for you. I, I, I just, um, to, to, to do something like this, when you have the credentials that you have, I got to believe that you make a few phone calls and everybody gets excited. I was when I heard it last Friday um, or Thursday, whenever it was, when Johnny called me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be a part of that. I want to go watch those races. I want to go see and, and right. you know what I mean? So I think it's really good for, for not only for, for a flat track, but anybody that wants to jump on and be involved in your program, are you, um, is Johnny putting it all together for you or so you, you can just show up and focus on riding or, or, or what's your, I assume you're flying the races, right? A little bit of both. Yeah, I'm going to come in. I'm, you know, working on Five Monsters, a sponsor, um, a few other, you know, on board. Uh, the um, Blackmore Ranch is helping out. And I have, you know, Troy Lee Designs, and um, you know, I haven't got my uh, leather company yet. My helmet, maybe, you know, because we have to wear a road race helmet. We can't wear moto helmets now, so I guess so. But there was a little curve, and you know, so I'm just putting stuff together. But Johnny's on the side of uh, bike setup and. Um, one of the reasons why I went with KTM, um, they also have a factory after it with Chris Fillmore that's running that uh, program. Um, so, you know, when I'm at the race, he's got, you know, he, he's running the bikes, he has suspension set up. Uh, I may be running one of his bikes in Daytona. I have two bikes here I just got. Instead of having to haul one back there, I'm going to probably fly back and do some testing and then ride that same bike. So um, he's got his school, so I may be there helping out with that. Um, so yeah, it's just a, kind of a, a work in progress. Um, I don't, it's not a big. Ch- I mean, the Phoenix, like you know, so I could drive to Sturgis, you know. So if I do the five races, it's not a, a big deal. But yeah, I do have a lot of people. You know, I just got. I was just on the phone looking at some of my emails. So I just went for a bicycle ride. There's five or six people on there. Like, yeah, we want to be involved, whether it's the laptop parts or this and that. And, and imagine, got, you know, quite a few, can, quite can, a few stuff he's already got. So we're trying to you know, make sure we don't overlap things. And, uh, and um, just get it the best program we can together. Can you imagine what that'd be like? Though, would you do this weekend? Well, I was at the school for you know racing, and uh, oh, really? The good people. I don't know. This one guy named Jeff Ward seemed to know his stuff, and uh, yeah, I spent a couple days with him, and and I think I'm better. I think I'm better. But I think that <laughs> you know, you got a guy that really hadn't done his homework yet. I think so. Hey, Jeff, we got to take a quick time out. Uh, can yeah. we hold you through the break? Do you mind? 
No, no problem. Super long segments, about an hour, hour and a half. Um, (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Not really? No, okay. All right, stay tuned. More Pit Pass. We're around the corner. Stay tuned. Coast to coast, border to border, and all those ships at sea. It's America's Motor Racing Talk Show. Back after this. Hi, this is Doug Henry, Adaptive Snowcross, Winter X Games Gold Medalist, and you're listening to Pit Pass. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 kxno hey this is ken roxon you're listening to pit pass radio All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Glad you're with us. And the uh, the tagline by uh, uh, Jason Salo over on, uh, on 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 Racer X was, "Holy smokes, Jeff Ward! Yes, that Jeff Ward is returning to professional racing in 2019. He joins us now, rejoins us, I should say. And and Jeff, uh, we've always appreciated your um, being available to us over the years. It's been uh, important for us, and we appreciate that. Cool. You're welcome. So this pretty much uh, wraps up the segment. So thank you. <laughs> Jeff, oh, yeah. uh, off air, we were talking with you, Jeff, about uh, Anaheim 1. You were you were out there standing in the rain with everybody else. What were your thoughts on the race? And, and uh, any surprises in Anaheim 1? No, first, I'm, I'm smarter than standing in the rain. I was in a suite. Okay, so. all right, yeah. yeah. I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't suffering out there. But, um, yeah, it was kind of going to be a bummer that the rain was coming, but really it held off till you know, later – after the main event, the parking lot, well, going through the parking lot was worse, probably the worst time I had all night, but um, pretty amazing how, you know, all the guys out there, the front runners made the track look like it wasn't muddy or slippery. Um, I mean, the pace they were all going and how hard they were still pushing. Yeah, it hurt, I think, guys that got bad starts because you couldn't go offline and come in on somebody and, you know, make the corner. So everybody kind of had to follow for a while and, 
but still pretty impressive. Um, you know, I predicted when I saw press day and just, you know, I knew Barsha would be good, especially in the slick and Roxham was going to be solid because he was solid last year before he got hurt. And he even got more time in after that than he did the year before. And then Tomac's always, you know, he's got the potential to win every race. So pretty much those three guys, I was pretty assuming, but I mean, it was really cool to see Dean Wilson. Um, you know, sometimes when things don't go your way and, you got something to prove. It really lights a fire under you, and you, you ride way above, you know, I shouldn't say above your talent, but it just really puts, you know. Above people's expectations, off. maybe? Yeah, and it, take, it takes the pressure off because you have nothing to lose, you know, and you want to, and it's just a, motocross is a mental game, and there's just so many ways um, going into it. You know, I don't know what happened to Anderson. It looked like he was hurting me a little bit, but um there's no way he should have been off the pay. You know, maybe the, the he was pumped up. Maybe the, the, the slick track just, you know, he had to just survive. I have no idea. I didn't talk to him, but um, yeah, for Wilson to going in, it's like when you got something to prove, you don't care what it is. You just do it. It's hard to have that mentality sometimes when you're comfortable with the ride you have and, you know, you don't want to get hurt because you got to make the season. And, you know, that's why I think uh, he looked pretty bummed out that he didn't get on the podium because he definitely deserved it. Um, what are your thoughts on... On that, do you, do you think that was fair? What I understand is NBC made him cover up one of his sponsors, which was a. a am I wrong? Is it CBD Ignite? It's is Ignite. It, is Ignite, the, or, yeah. and it's some it, weed company or something. It's a CBD oil, but they also have dispensaries all over the sure. place. So, yeah, um, I don't know what. I mean, I, I have a company I work with, uh, Medterra. That's that, you know, I had some stuff to help him with um, um, inflammation and stuff and it's legal now and this stuff i mean it doesn't have anything hemp in it you know so i don't know if that does and i know it has a smoke you know has a smoke uh where you smoke some of it so i don't know yeah, you know a maybe vapor there, release maybe their other pro maybe their other product has marijuana in it you know and in, in other states and but it's still the same brand even though it doesn't have any of it that he he could use it um it's not going to be any problem with drug testing or anything but it, it, i think maybe it corresponds and and uh, with the other side of it, maybe I have no idea. But do you think that's uh, fair for them to be able to say who you can and can't have as a sponsor when when they're when they're the well, the purse obviously isn't going to pay Dean Wilson's bills, and he's no. if he's riding out of a sprinter, I mean, it, and I realize he, I, he has a, a energy drink money and that kind of thing. But what if they said, hey, we don't we don't agree with we have a moral position against energy drinks? I mean, what? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. uh that's the government. I mean, it's that's why cigarette companies aren't sponsoring IndyCars and Supercross races anymore because they can't advertise on TV. So it probably falls into maybe that category. I have no idea. And then I don't know what everybody signs when they sign the entry for, you know, what uh, sure. who has power to say what. It's well, there are, there are so some more, restrictions. You know? if, if you look into the, U, uh, the UFC, for example, there used to be a short list that of sponsors you could not have because it conflicted with that which they did have that the UFC yeah. had as a brand, right? And, and yeah, so, and that that kind of that that kind of hurts because yes, they have somebody you know Toyota sponsors the series. Right, you had Dodge like Terry Hart's team did back then. They just couldn't have a truck in the pits or give out. You know, you couldn't do certain things within the you know, the Spectre era, but certainly you could run Dodge on your. But you could you had to have Toyota on your front number plate, right? Uh, yeah, that's you know even though you had like monster you have to have monster on your front run never play it and there's red bull guys it's kind of that's kind of accepted now because uh you know the series is owned by you know the one company but sure. um 
I, I could see that, but I can't. I couldn't see then. You know, monsters say no. Red Bull, you can't. You can't be on a bike or a helmet because we don't. You know, they, that doesn't happen. But maybe in the UFC it does because. Well, I think this is this is a legal issue that the federal government, the Internal Revenue Service, a lot of people are having to deal with. Like, you, if you are yeah. a, a store that retails out medical grade marijuana, right? Uh, right. You cannot take that money to the bank and deposit it. You have to take it into like a check and a cash uh, or somebody like that. They write you a check. You can take that and deposit it. Now, that's kind of stupid, but to be within the rights or the law, I should say, uh, that's one of the things. But once the federal government gets their hands around this idea that now 27 states have legalized medical-grade marijuana and more and more are legalizing it for recreational use, then the federal government will have to make a judgment call once they do, then the broadcast entities out there will make it's it's like the nba or the the nfl <laughs> they have uh you know the things that they have put into place uh performance enhancing drugs or other um that you know they're going to want people to live up to their rules until there is an honest to god opinion by the federal government right so that's all i got to say about we're that. we're talking with uh, jeff ward about <laughs> weed here and uh pit pass radio I'm fantastic I'm the last guy you want to talk about <laughs> no or weed because i have no clue on either no. one of them. I don't either, buddy. Um, I've never tried it. I'm looking at the pure profitability of it. It's yeah, amazing. I'm with you on money. that. Yeah. Yeah. How about, you know, back to Jason Anderson, though, Jeff. I, yeah. Uh, to me, and I didn't go, but uh, I'll be at some races this year. I didn't go to that one. Um, it looked to me like there's more to the story than what we saw. And and you, I looked at his social media. You know, he didn't say there was anything going on, any ongoing issue or anything like maybe a preseason injury, but I'm speculating. No, he said he got yeah. a little caught up and I think mentally in the situation of being the the number one plate right. holder, the defending champion, you know, the all the hype surrounding him. It, it just and obviously the track conditions weren't favorable to him and apparently I've heard that they were chasing some setup issues, uh, both in the Husky uh, camp and the and KTM. Even though Cooper Webb didn't seem to have a problem yeah. with it from last to to fifth. Yeah, but, that was a good uh, ride for Coop. Um, yeah, and Wilson didn't either. No, right. He's so front, so I, I don't know it's if that. Like I said, it's, like I said, it's all a mental. I mean, I'm sure Wilson's bike wasn't much set up differently than anybody else. I mean, it's all the same factory stuff and right just little settings but when your head is you know think of other things then it just doesn't flow and you know dean had nothing but yeah you know, i'm gonna try to win this thing well in mind and that's the only thing that he was you know that's the way you have to go into every race and and i'm the toughest one because i mean i kind of picked it beforehand i said it's going to be a guy that has nothing to lose it's going to be up front you know that that really probably doesn't think he's in the championship hunt you know and doesn't want to dnf because that will ruin the season almost um, you know, that's why I like, you know, guys that have a first time win at Anaheim a lot because of the, the, they got nothing to lose. Guys, they, yeah. The guys that, you know, are, that should win are just kind of a little conservative and just don't want to, you know, ruin it. So it's always a guy like Dean that, you know, has nothing to lose, but yeah, having the number one plate, um, is just, and, um, yeah, I've had a couple of times come into a lot of seasons, whether it was outdoors or supercross and, you know, the first one, yeah, it's probably pretty tough, but, um, it's the same guys you've been racing since you've been there. So it's nothing like you're going to be slower than them or you're, you know, and you know, you're not going to run away from them. So I don't know, you know, what are you, what are you trying to, you know, you just have to go out there and ride the track until whatever, and whatever you finish, you know, and 
I think he just went out there with a different attitude of um, he wasn't the fastest, maybe, and it, it just kind of built on it. And he just maybe his arms pumped up, and you know, because the pressure, and he wasn't riding smooth, and just that was it. But I haven't heard it. Just to me, watching him, it looked worse than that. Of you know, I could he almost pulled over on the front straightaway once going to the, the finish line. It looked like he was done, and then he started going again. You know, it was like and watching his left leg; it never came out too much. And, Mm. but I didn't hear anything, so you never know, you know, and when you do get hurt, you kind of want to keep it under wraps. I'll go back and rewatch that. I always try to play it out, play it up big time, Jeff, like, <laughs> I would have won, but oh, I'm... look at me. Poor look, me. I've got a broken arm right yeah. now. You guys are amazing. <laughs> I'm actually amazed I can even ride a motorcycle, let alone get yeah, last place. It's better to over, over-amplify the injury, like, <laughs> how the hell was he even riding when his his hips out of plus socket. You know? His heart <laughs> stopped. Uh, was I've actually, I was actually pronounced dead at the at the arrival yeah. of, of practice, and I still got Blast fifth place. Lung and yeah. yeah, I have a defibrillator on my back to keep it going. <laughs> I got it. I got eleven, so it was a good night. Yeah, it's going to make a hell of a story for tomorrow. <laughs> what What are your thoughts yeah. on uh, you being a past multi time champion too? Uh, what are your thoughts on Chad Reed still out there swinging at, at that age? Do you think? Uh, and and there's been a lot of critics. I, you know the internet warriors that that think that there's somebody that's more deserving of a ride than than a guy that's you know running around in tenth place or whatever. But I I never bet against Chad Reed, but uh, because he's he's that guy that out of nowhere he'll just be relevant. He'll just be extremely competitive. What are your thoughts? Um, I think it's great. I mean, look at me. I I, I love racing, and that's what he does. He loves. He knows. He doesn't know anything different. He's he's not. Uh, far off pace by any means, you know, I mean, he just didn't get a start on Saturday. If he would have whole shotted, you, you, you go the latest, you'll go the pace of the leaders. He's got the, you know, right away. Um, and he would be in there. He didn't, he actually, you know, caught and passed guys that, yeah. you know, should have beat him. So, you know, or on paper or, you know, maybe, um, because of his age, but he, they didn't. Um, so I'm pumped. He's out there. Plus he's, a big asset to the series. I mean, I agree with that. Too. Fan, fan favorite for sure. His uh, line's always yeah, the longest. I mean, he gets, he gets yeah. the biggest claps. I mean, I've got a, I've got a chance in the last few years to, to hang with him. I went to Australia with him for the for a car race over there with one of our friends, Peter Adderton, who's from Australia with Bruce Mobile. And um, cool, you know, I didn't know him that well before, and I, I think I said a couple things that pissed him off in the past. And, <laughs> You know, because I'm, you know, ex guy. You're saying this, and you just don't know the situations, and just like any, you know, any, like your anybody show that says stuff that doesn't know what's going on, and um, you know, we got to hang out, and he's super cool, and just you know, wants to just he loves racing, and that's his life, and I'm pumped to see him out there and to have a good ride where he doesn't have to worry about all the other things going on to get a bike there and a, you know a team, and um, yeah, you know, I can see everybody out there, you know, saying yeah, somebody else deserves this and that, but but who? Uh, <laughs> exactly who i don't see anybody out well in 200 and some races right 205 of them are top 10 but, yep. but i don't know who that and he just got another top 10 so yeah collected he collected uh, four records on saturday yeah so I, he deserves it he, no matter you know he deserves this opportunity just to finish out his career and how he wants to finish it mm-hmm. um which is feeling like he gave it his all he knows he's old um <laughs> he knows he can't he knows yeah. he can't he can't bounce back every no. weekend and, and win like he used to, but he'll have a race where he'll contend for the win and get a podium, I believe. And, uh, and that's all he's looking for, you know, and just to to run out his career on his terms and not, you know, just like disappear because, you know, he tried to do his own deal or something. So, um, 
and he's he's in a different place than he was when he was racing. He's got his kids and um, you know wife, and it's, yeah. it's just a little different. And then when you're just coming up and you're in that eye of the tiger, Eddie, nothing else matters. I don't care. You know, to where you get to where you realize what the fans are. You realize what makes this stuff happen, you know, behind the scenes. And I was the same way. It was just your kid. You just expect it. And then when you see what really, you know, goes on, you appreciate it more. And that's where I think where he's at. Well, um, and, and loves, Jeff, loves the sport. Jeff, who else would you think of at, at the similar age with the family, the three kids, to sell everything you have, everything you've known, where you've been in Florida for I, yeah. umpteen years, to move everything north to be outside JGR's front door and yeah. to now uproot everything you have to show that type of dedication at that age. Donald Trump did it. He had to leave his nice oh house. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it wasn't really a house. It was more of a, you know, uh, the what, hate, what do you call and it? And the hate mail just yeah. rolls in, and, Jeff. And that is, a big commitment. That, it's a big commitment for him and Ellie to do that. Right. You know? and, and I just With can't. With the kids, I'm not moving them. Yeah. So I'm, I, hope, I just hope he has a great season. And, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't read the internet. I mean, the naysayers and whatever. They, they don't have a clue. People that say they've never been in the motocross, they don't know. Um, it's hard to tell them that cause they, they still think they, you know, it's That's right. like any other sport you, I watch football and this and that. And I don't, I don't, you know, I can say stuff, but I'm not in there. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't know what goes on. You just don't know it enough to really put your two cents in as much as you want to. Um, but the guy still rides a, a motorcycle better than 99% of everybody in the world. So, How about that? um, <laughs> So, That's true, uh, though. I mean, you just nailed per- it. He's still, he's still in that one percent of uh, world best. So, um, I hope he has a great year, and and uh, and then you know, I think his next thing will probably be car racing, and uh, he'll be good at that because motocross is teaches you about everything you need to know to go car racing speaking of one percent that's about the amount of time we have left in this hour <laughs> so wardy who do you want to thank but cool. oh just everybody that's always been behind me you know it's when i decide to my family be something when i try, jump in to do something they're committed as much you know as i am because they have to be so uh <laughs> um, and then, you know so that's de facto <laughs> so but you know i mean everybody monster everybody's been behind me and and now uh, you know uh Jeff Blackmore is helping out in this thing, KTM and Johnny and, and um, you know, everybody that's, uh, that's been supporting it. So um, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for sure. I know we're excited. So, to it's see always it. fun to have you on the show too, brother. Thank you so much, Wardy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, guys. There we Bye. go. Jeff Ward with the last word at hour number one. Coming up, hour number two, Malcolm Mookie Stewart, Shane McElrath, Aaron Colton, and you. We appreciate you listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show each and every week. We're looking forward to hour number two. We hope you are, too. For Tony Wink and The Balance, we'll talk to you on the other side of it all. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned.
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is hour number two of the big program. It's Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly from our iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. We're Grateful to have each and every one of you along for the ride. Roman Avila in studio, PJ Duran, Tony Wink. I'm Scott Casper, Fred Kulenkamp. Do want to thank Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson for their contributions to the program each and every week. Our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, the dynamic duo. They put us on air and also online. By the way, if you'd like to listen to us uh, online, you could do it or on your uh, on your cell phone, your your technical device. Now. There's an easy way to get the app, and that's simple enough. You go to your app store, whether you have an Android or you have an iPhone. It doesn't matter. Wherever you get your apps, that's where you download the free and complimentary app. That way you can listen to us no matter where you are, whenever you have a chance to listen. And that's pretty cool, anyway. Tony, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to, you just jump into the show anytime you want. Um, so anyway, first hour. <laughs> I was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First hour. James sure. for the Rocket Raspoli started the show off right, by the way. It's always uh, fun to, to listen to, the, uh, to what James has got to say. But Jeff Ward. The I legendary th- Scott. Th- th- absolutely. Hall of Famer. Yeah. And and want to give as much credit to his sponsors as possible. That. Uh, these are the guys that are helping to make it uh, possible for him to go racing yet again. Uh, KTM, uh, uh, Moto uh, Anatomy Riding School, Johnny Lewis, Blackmore Ranch, KTM again, Troy Lee Design, and Monster Energy, or as I call them, Monster E. Um, I just think it's so cool that one phone call, I think Wiseco's in, in the hunt too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't uh, 
Where you give them stickers and... <laughs> The, the keychain? Uh, yeah, the, the keychain key and the that we give away at open I, houses and I, stuff. I, I love those keychains. And he's stoked. And a way. stocking cap. Oh, he is so excited about the stocking <laughs> cap. He's got the little beanie with the nice. cro- the skull crossbone logo. Oh, I don't it's going to be, it's gonna be a big deal, Scott. Big deal. Okay. That's terrible. Um, our number two of the program, Aaron Colton's going to be joining us. Shane McElrath will as well. One of my favorite guests, though, is who we start with in our number two, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and that's Mookie. Tony, you want to do the honors uh, and talk a little bit about uh, Malcolm? Because quite frankly, I don't think I ever do him justice. Well, we've we've had Malcolm Stewart on many, many times mm-hmm. uh, over the years. He uh, So we had Justin Brayton on th- mm, a month ago, maybe, yeah. talking about Torino. And uh, uh, <laughs> the we, bad news out of that was yeah. his new his new teammate, Malcolm Stewart, crashed. And they thought maybe he had, had broken, uh, broken a, a, femur. a femur and he was going to miss some of the races. And so we were kind of questioning how well he was going to do coming into Anaheim one. If you watch the race, though, you'll you'll mm-hmm. see that he silenced any critics that Mookie Fever. He's he did very very well. I'm very excited to see Malcolm on a 450 where he belongs right, right. In, in the premier class. I'm I'm beside myself that that excited. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I know it's going to be a great season. And Malcolm ran right up front for a long time. Ended up in an eventual seventh place. And he joins us now, Malcolm Stewart. Welcome back to Pit Pass. It's been a while. Mookie, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? It's been a hot little minute. We miss you. I got to tell you, when you're not on the show, we miss you. We think about you. We practice writing your name. I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, weird. Maybe. Do you like signing autographs oh, for the yeah. fans? What's that? Do you like signing autographs for uh, race fans? Of course. No, I think I always tell fans, I mean, without them, there is no way. Well, that's, that's, a, true. that's about as clear as a bell, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> is there any way we can make that clearer, Jack, as far as the quality of uh, his phone? Mookie, are you talking right into the phone or are you talking past it? You got a soup can yeah, for can a phone. You, can you guys hear me? Now hey. you sound great, right there. Now you sound yeah. good. Is that, is that better? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you, Sorry, I have terrible stomach. AT&T hasn't been doing me very well out here in California. Well, they ain't doing us very good job here in uh, in Iowa either, my friend. So we'll keep on them. You and I will be on the phone tomorrow calling AT&T. Are you based in California, Malcolm, or are you, are you back east? Yeah, I'm based out here right now. Um, you guys already know how I feel about California. Yep. <laughs> you've, it's amazing. you've been pretty vocal about it. It's amazing. <laughs> no. Totally I, know everybody, I, I don't understand how anybody truly – gets anything done in california no. you plan your day around traffic I, well right but i he, he hit which the nail there you i hate it around traffic i no. I, 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 hate, I hate i usually don't like saying hate mm. but i can say about this place I okay hate. i was in inglewood right getting ready to go to a party in hollywood and i said to my buddy i said what is this uh, it's like 10 miles and he said yeah but we better give it about an hour and a half I said, come on, an hour and a half? I mean, we're taking an Uber. This guy's got to know how to get there. And uh, $55 later, in 10 miles, honestly, an hour and a half. It was crazy. Yeah, sad. See, I wouldn't be able to There's do that. There's people out here. I don't, know, like, we're all, like, I don't understand what people say, oh, California is a dream. It ain't a dream. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Back That's here, what it is. Back here in Iowa, Malcolm, I, I, I drive an F-350, and uh, – from my time being overseas, I've gotten I got used to people getting out of my way when they saw me pull up sure. behind them, mm-hmm. 
So I kind of like still sometimes I have a little bit of a problem with that. So what you're saying in California would be more of a challenge. Oh, God. I don't think it would be a challenge. I think I'd end up without a license. You know, there's one guy that got it right the first time, and he did it back in the 60s, and that guy was born in Winterset, Iowa. His name? John Wayne. Mm. He learned how to fly a helicopter. He had a helicopter pad put in the backyard of his house, and when he needed to go to the studio for shooting film, he would climb in the helicopter in the morning, 15 minutes, set it down, get on his horse, do his shots, get back in a helicopter, fly back to Malibu. How about that? I think I would probably do that. Moki, is is that in your future, a little helicopter uh, activity? Uh, No. No? No. I mean, me and my mechanic, he makes me jump on the plane, and I just, I'm still not down with that. I think planes are just meant to fly at destination. <laughs> They're not meant to jump out, you know. And I think people are you got to be kind of messed up in the head to do that anyway, oh, in please. my opinion. I like in getting in those. Opinion. I like them, especially if they got side gunners. I've done, yeah. I've done a little bit of that myself. But uh, anyway. Malcolm, I want to congratulate you on your ride yeah. Saturday night. It was it was really, really good. And, and I know you awesome. only finished in seventh, but – um, you ran up front, obviously, and, and uh, every, I think everybody was pulling for you. You looked – I didn't go to this race. You looked lean. Are, have you have you slimmed down some? Yeah, I've lost just a little over 20 pounds. Wow. Um, yeah. Tell me about it. No more cookies and buffalo wild wings for me. <laughs> no more B-dubs. <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 I'm a little salty about that. But it's all good, though. Um, you know, I, like I said, for me, I've been training with um, – Fauna pool now, and uh, it's actually Aaron Plessinger's um, uh, trainer as well as Colt Nichols and a few other other riders. So, um, you know, for me, you know, being out here since the team's out here, and I saw this opportunity, so I just had to do it, you know. And um, I knew I was going to be based out here for the most part, and that's the reason why I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, like, I might as well set me up full well on like a trainer, nutritionist, and all, and. Uh, so far, like I said, lost 20 pounds. It wasn't easy. <laughs> it was it never not is. easy at all. It wasn't easy. But, you know, once you get into it, you know, you get going, and we started doing those races overseas. I had fun. Unfortunately, we had a bad one in Torino. Bounced back. We were in I one. We had a good day. Um, like I said, I didn't – and a lot of people don't know, that was my first Anaheim uh, yeah. on, a fir- on a 450. Right. my first – you know, I've never made a one on a on a four fifty, so I was actually nervous. Believe it or not, you know. And um, it's hard for, for me, me to believe that your first four fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to believe, right? Like you've been in the class for two years, three now. You know, since two thousand nineteen, and uh, yeah, it never showed up. Did Did you when you when you're training with with Swanepoel, Is it, it being on a four fifty? Obviously, you've you've trimmed way down and 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 that sort of thing. But if is there a lot of uh, strength training that you have to do to be able to hang on to that motorcycle for that long? Uh, yeah, I mean, you do a lot of uh, gym stuff as well. But, I mean, mainly, uh, you know, we all know, like, kind of fitness is more of the thing for me. So cardio base is uh, more of a thing. And, you know, it's honestly, it's more of a, a whole program. It's not just, you know, you can do as many miles as you want on a road bike or, or mountain bike and things like that. But it's really just figuring out the program of, not overdoing it or underdoing it. And then I mean, there's a reason why everybody has trainers. So, I, like I said, I found a happy medium, and, you know, I can't wait for, you know, for the race this weekend and, and continue on, you know, to see what my full potential is. Malcolm, I, I got a question here. The heat race, mm-hmm. what happened? Oh, I stalled it. <laughs> that's, I so mean, that's what they said. That's what they said, and I'm watching, I'm like, 
what is what what's going on? I'm yelling at the TV yeah. like it's something's going to happen. You know, like somebody's yeah, going to no, talk like back to me. Fan. Yeah, so well, because I am. I'll, I guess I'll touch base on that. So, like, when I was, obviously I was hitting the woods like 100 miles an hour. You were look. <laughs> you were look. You looked. You were obviously the fastest yeah. hitting the whoops all and, um, weekend. Well, I was, I was, I was hitting the last whoop, and and I was kind of like jumping out a little bit on the like the last whoop or two to go, and I went so fast I missed it, and that last whoop kind of had a it was like the biggest whoop on the whole, out of all of them. Yep, and then by the time I was like, oh, it's too late, I just like slammed on the brake. Well, since it was muddy, it instead of it the tire catching and like you know, restarting it just stalled all the way so i'm just like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> now here's the cool thing i didn't have to worry about a kickstarter no so all i had to do is just hit the start button <laughs> and we work back on it <laughs> so um i thought that you know like i said at that moment when i got back from the heat breeze i i went got off my bike and gave her a good nice rub down i said thank you for starting <laughs> now, who's the who's the top guy at smart top bullfrog spas What's it, uh, who am I thinking? Genova. Yeah, Mike Genova, or, right? Or Mike Genova and Tony Lewis is the team manager. And so far, those guys have been doing an amazing job. Um, you know, even when I was in Europe, you know, traveling back and forth, and they were making sure I had all my parts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been cool with these guys. Vince Freeze and my um, obviously Vince Freeze and Justin Brain are my teammates, and sure, uh, Vince Freeze has been the guy I've been riding with pretty much about ninety nine percent of the time. So. Uh, you know, it's cool. He's actually uh, tremendously gained a lot of speed. And, I mean, there's days in practice track, he, he'll whoop me back. <laughs> so, um, you know, which is good, though. You know, it gives you a good push, and uh, so far I've been, I've been happy with it. Well, you got guys like Justin Brayton, yourself, and Vince. I mean, that's a pretty strong lineup right there. And Brayton just, what, signed a new two-year extension. What's your... Uh, what's your plans with the team? And I think even better yet, what's the team's plan with you? I mean, so far, I think this is kind of like a one-year training right now. We just uh, go out there and have fun and do the best we can, and then we'll worry about, you know, next year. Um, okay. okay. You, know, like, you know, one thing I can't say about this team is that, they, you know, they are Supercross only. And, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, more been it's kind of been more of my favorite lately, you know, these past couple of years. But so far, um, I've, I've been enjoying it. Everybody's been super cool on the team. Um but, I mean, one thing I can't say about this team is, like, you know, when you go to a new team, you're kind of all nervous and everything. And, you know, for me, it was kind of like a good walk in the park. Everybody's super laid back. Home right. And, um, like, I honestly, and Brayton has been, you know, I've known Brayton for a long time, Brayton as well. So he's kind of almost like a home base for me. He's a good guy, too. He's a, yeah. been in, the only thing I don't like is yeah. in California. That's the only thing I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's, can, before we go to... Well, that's just on any team. That's just on any okay. team. It don't matter. I just don't like California. <laughs> before we go uh, to, to Tony Wink, um, I just have a follow-up question. In prepping for you know, what has obviously become your 450 career, the kickoff of it. Um, talk to us about the time you spent in Europe uh, this uh, in the offseason. How important was that time to your development? Oh, it's very important. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, we went the first, we kicked off in Montreal. That was actually in September, and right when I signed on um, with the team. And for me, uh, you know, overseas races, I kind of skipped that in the summer. You know, all these guys kind of race a lot. Um, and I think that's the reason why Brayton does his, you know, he does so much racing in Australia because, you know, we all kind of miss out in summer. So it's 
good to have, you know, to get back under the gate and have some gate drops and things like that. You learn a lot. Sure. And for me, you know, doing these overseas races, I, I learn a lot. You know, you want to get back, you know, being under the lights and having gate drops and things like that. So you kind of have an idea, you know, where where you are. And, and, and as well as having fun, with, man, like, you traveling, you know, for me, I don't mind traveling. I think it's cool just to say, like, not, not very many people can say, oh, yeah, I was in Paris, like, yesterday like not very many people can really say that so i think it's a for me it's more of a traveling experience and and, and just you know marking off things of my own personal goods and okay that's right. the reason why i do it <laughs> i think it's cool man well i think it's awesome that you are doing it let's go back to tony wait tony you get it i want to go you get to sneak <laughs> out and, and see see the sights and stuff when you're over there or do you guys have time oh, to yeah, do that of course yeah no of course there's some some days i mean sometimes you come and and you know they're very expensive and and you don't really have that opportunity but for the most part a lot of the places i've went to i've, I've been there before or there's new places i usually always like give me a, a you know five six hour window where i can kind of go around and explore and like i went to spain and uh for the first time this year and everybody always talks about spain and how cool it is and i think it's awesome yeah you, know, you can make to, money right spend, yeah huh you can make some good money yeah, you can always make great money. You know, you, you go over, you do your job, you make some money, and, and have a have a good time, and put on a good show for the fans, and you know, hope that you get to come back. You know, for me, like I said, it's a more fun being and, and having fun, and, and just being in the environment of racing in general, seeing different people. You what? know, these fans that you know they don't really ever get to see us ever. You know, right. so for me, I think it's cool. Like they get into it, man. Like the chainsaws and all that. I think it's awesome. So, Malcolm, uh, if you're going, uh, if everything works out, hopefully the way it does, and, you, and you're worth the team again uh, next year, when's your, well, first of all, when's your contract up? Uh, I mean, most contracts are up around November. That's when you see so, a lot of guys so, and stuff. So are you going to race throughout the summer overseas, maybe? Maybe pull a little bit of a page out of Brayton's handbook and and race during the summer or do some more overseas stuff like he does? Yeah, I did. I did this course um, this year. Uh, or last year, sorry. Right. This course last year. And then yep. I did a race as, as well as an Italy, mm-hmm. uh, Pellegrini's race. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing those. Uh, just to keep myself going and stuff. And yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. Brayton always undersells it with us. He always says, "Oh, you're going to hate uh, Australia. Don't even bother coming over. There's <laughs> there's kangaroos everywhere. It, it's got to be something. He's <laughs> there a lot. Yeah, he's got a bank yes. account over there now. He just has them direct deposit the checks. Yeah, yeah. just put that on my tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brayton, JB, sure. Anyway, um, okay. We've got about a minute, minute and a half left uh, in your segment. Obviously, there are people that that you count on that make it possible for you to go racing. Who who would you like to recognize on this program? Uh, like I said, you know, hats off to, to Mike Genova and Tony Lassie for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, I've been having a great time. Obviously, Seven, Scott, uh, Shoei, uh, just everybody, you know, all my friends and family. Uh, you guys obviously bring me on. And you know, like I said, let's just go out here and have fun. We've got, what, 16 more rounds to go? So that's for me, and and just take it race by day, race. Just have fun, man. That's uh, if you have the fun, you get the best results. That's the way I look at it. 
awesome, well, man. I think that's the best way to look at it. You know, that's one thing we've always known. It sounds like you want to have fun. You do have fun. But there's always, I think there's a good business head on your shoulders. And that makes a big difference. Not everybody has that, um, you know, that, that, uh, that key. I think, and, and believe me, I think it is a key no matter what sport you play or participate in. I you think you've got to have it, you know. And having fun is huge. Because if you yeah, don't have fun, fun is, yeah, absolutely. Having fun is, is, is a big factor. And you know, one thing I can't say about our sports, very family oriented. So being with kids and, and things like that is, uh, is always something that, you know, up my league and helping kids out and, you know, just let them do their dreams. That's yeah. the reason why I go to the Red Lens and things like that. You know, I want to give these kids the opportunity so that they do, you know, whoever they are, superstars, they get the opportunity to see them, you know, more often than just standing in line for two hours and waiting for them. And, minutes you know that's why i kind of like going out and, and going out of my way for the kids i think it's cool i have a great time being around the racetrack yeah that's it. that's a favorite part of my day when we're at the track it uh, shows I, I like watching little kids race it's it's i, I don't think it's cool except for the mini dads <laughs> well, you're, the, the mini dads, dads. The mini dads are, yeah, the mini they dads can be bad for the little kids because we all been there you know we all have but hey where's your mini dad is he going to the races still i haven't i don't see him around no, he's there. Oh, he's there. He's he was there. okay. All uh, right. Yeah, I didn't see him either. <laughs> I'd like Big to get James. Your, yeah, I'd like to get Big James yeah. on the show and spend. I don't know that we've ever had him on. I don't think so. That would no, be fun. It, that would be it, fun. It, it, we should get Malcolm and yeah, the Big I mean, James. Dude, you, you get him on the show. All you gotta do is talk about cars, and he'll he'll can we pull thing up. Will you will you please line that up next week? <laughs> next week, at least yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm at gonna least ask him. We'll give him an hour. We'll give him an hour. Give him an hour and talk about it. Here you go. You talk about how the movie, Grandpa, and all the other things. Yeah, he all he needs right. to do is give us four or five topics he wants to cover in the hour. We can and we'll make call it happen. It, we'll call it Growing Up. I'm sure. Yep, there you go. Growing Up Stuart. We'll call it Grown Up Talk. Uh, no, <laughs> not Grown no, Up Talk. No, Growing Up Stuart. Growing Up we'll Stuart, baby. That's what we'll call it. Mookie, yeah. thanks okay. for the time, brother. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. Malcolm. Good Thank luck you. next weekend. Yeah, continued success, man. There we go. Malcolm Stewart heads to the pits. We'll come back after this short timeout. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show at Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. This is Rado Ferracci, and uh, we're on Pipat Radio. And thank you for listening. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sureco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber
With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Mike Lafferty, eight-time National Enduro Champion, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, about 27 minutes after the top of the hour as we head to it. This one is our number two, by the way. Uh, Scott Casper with you, Tony Wink. Uh, Roma DeVita, P.J. Duran had to take a powder, uh, so he's out. But uh, we enjoyed the first hour with him, so we hope he returns next week. Lots to contribute there, and he does so on behalf of our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Appreciate that. Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson are contributing. Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing. James Rispoli and Jeff Ward populated hour number one. We started hour two with Malcolm Stewart. It's always good to catch up with Mookie, and yes, we indeed are working on 
uh, getting Malcolm's dad on the show next week. We'll do a, a special segment, maybe even an hour, Growing Up Stuart, because he's got some interesting stories to tell. Uh, Aaron Colton, do up a little later on in this hour. We'll go to Shane McElrath, our next guest. And Tony, you want to do the introduction? Well, I was I was going to introduce him as the fastest two-stroke racer in the world. Okay. In a straight line. Oh. But. No, yeah, you could. <laughs> but he's also pretty good at turning left and right in the AMA Supercross in the 250 Supercross class. Welcome back, Shane. Hey, thank you guys. It seems like it hasn't been too long since I've been on here. <laughs> well, you keep doing well. We could have you on every week. I mean, yeah, I hear you. There's your incentive. How, <laughs> yeah. How was it this weekend? Honestly, it, it was a uh, it was a good first race. I mean, nobody nobody really wants to have a a mutter but um it, it actually wasn't that bad um all things considered and uh i think the mud kind of helped a lot of people get uh get kind of the first one out of the way um i mean it's a it's day one all the hype's there um but yeah when you go into a race like that anything can happen so um to come out with a podium i, I was perfectly fine with that starting out the year any surprises? I mean, obviously, we we figured Colt would be fast. We knew Dylan's fast. RJ, Adam, you know, I, I thought Adam was, uh, it's like, okay, seeing Cirillo's back, um, it, it didn't, uh, he he only finished fifth, but obviously he has the speed. Anybody surprising you there? I mean, it, it, that you didn't think, maybe Marchbank's a surprise, but anybody there that you're like, wow, I didn't expect that guy to be there. Um, not really. I mean, we're, we're at the level where, uh, where the top 10 guys are all good. Um, coming into the season, I mean, uh, the top five, um, I expect all those guys to be there every weekend. Um, I don't really have a particular order. Um, but I, I expect those guys to be there every weekend. And, um, that's kind of, that's kind of extra motivation for when we are training and riding. Um, we uh, we know how other riders ride and and their strengths and their weaknesses. So it's uh, something we work on. And um, now that it's it's time to race, we're uh, we're getting to apply what we practice. Shane, I, I'm in to throw this out there, but uh -oh. I kind of think that some people were shocked that Colt Nichols won the main event. Now, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to say that he doesn't deserve it or he didn't put in the work. Okay, um, mm -hmm. he's a good top five, top ten guy. Has been when when he hasn't been injured. Apparently, he's better than that. Apparently, he's better than that. But I, a lot of people, I, I think, were focusing on you and AC and uh, Frandis being, you know, in the mix for the for the win. Now, obviously, RJ and and AC had some little little difficulties on the track but um you know i your heat race was good you look solid all night long um talk to us about the start and and, and trying to make up time on that track because it didn't seem like many people could make up a lot of time yeah that's that's what i really struggled with in the in the main was um i mean before the main, we, we kind of talked about uh, making, like, some uh, changes to the suspension. And I'm like, no, nah, I really don't think it's going to be that bad. Like, I felt good in my heat race. And uh, and I was like, no, nah, I, th I think we'll be 
we'll be good. And uh, so, I mean, the track packed in pretty good for practice. So, I mean, we had we had lines. It uh, wasn't too wet, and uh, the overcast helped us out all day. Um, but we uh, we got the track packed in pretty good, and once they would prep the track, we'd kind of bring back the same lines. And uh, then once it started raining and they started, uh, they kind of kept working the track or did uh, did what they could. It was um, it was kind of just pushing around the top layer. And uh, with that, I mean, um, once we would get it pushed off, they would kind of push it back on. So um, it was a tough track, but we, once we got the ruts in there, it was uh, it was rideable pretty good. Um, but just the speeds we were going at, I just kind of made a bad call on, um, like our, on our bike. Um, because if we were going a lot faster then my bike would have been good, but just the speeds we were going, it, it wasn't very good. And, uh, it was really slippery, like, uh, getting outside of the rut, like I said, was, uh, just kind of all the, all the dirt that the tractors had pushed around and, and had been, uh, just setting there because nobody would really go there. So. Um, anytime you would try to go make a pass, uh, you couldn't even really hardly commit because it was so slippery. Um, you couldn't really risk like coming in hard because then you're like, okay, well, I might just slide right into this person or, uh, or even go down myself. So it was, it was really hard to judge. Um, and every time I, I felt like I was in a groove, I would try and push it a little harder and then just make a stupid mistake and, um, pretty much let Colt walk away from me. So, um, yeah, that, that was, like I said, all things considered, it was, uh, it was a good first round. Um, and for me, I haven't ridden like that in the mud and not made like a huge mistake that's cost me a lot. So, um, I was, I was happy with that. Those big doubles, those great big doubles that they had there, um, when it wasn't wet, what were those like on a 250? Um, they were pretty easy. I mean, uh, they were probably, I don't know, give or take, uh, the size of a triple. Mm-hmm. Um, but the landing and the takeoff in between them were almost like the size of like a transition in a rhythm section. So it was like hitting back to back triples. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was kind of close to the turn. So, uh, I thought it was really cool just because, I mean, we ride the same thing every single day. We race on the same thing every single weekend. Like we go and we walk the track and, um, we pretty much know how to hit everything and we can go jump stuff the first lap. So, um, I, I know I heard, uh, Barsha say he was a little nervous to jump it, jump him the first time. And, and I was the same. Like I would, like I said, it was, uh, the transition was pretty, pretty quick and, I didn't really know how much room I had to play with um, in terms of judging the first jump. So I thought it was a cool mix-up. It just kind of kind of kept you on your toes and uh, something a little different. Yeah, I, th- I thought so too. I thought that the track was, was uh, you know, you, you you can only fit so many different obstacles in a, in a in that area, and, and it gets to be a little yeah. bit cookie-cutter. And, and when they do something like that, I, to me, I think it's – you know, hats off to the to the guys that are designing it. Uh, did you go back and watch the the uh, TV broadcast? Uh, yeah, I did uh, Sunday, like Sunday afternoon. 
What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on on uh, RC up in the booth? No Jeff Emick, um, Daniel Blair, our boy down on the on the track, uh, yeah. which I, I think he does a great job. But what are your thoughts? Um, I felt uh, I felt like we were going a lot faster than it looked, or maybe um, we weren't going as fast as it looked. I don't I don't remember. It was one of the two, um, but it uh. Like, when I was out there, like, some of my mistakes, that cost me a lot of time. I kind of felt like a squirrel out there because I was, <laughs> I just wasn't being very smart. And uh, But then I watched it on TV, and I didn't look as bad as I felt. So, um, <laughs> in one side, it was like, okay, well, because uh, I, think, I think there were some laps where I was faster than Colt, but then he was still just walking away from me because I would just, I was doing silly stuff and then uh dylan got up behind me and i just i couldn't keep him behind me so um yeah it was uh it was nice to i wouldn't say i played it safe but i was uh very fortunate that nothing nothing happened worse and the third place is nothing to be you know i wouldn't complain about it Uh, first round you come out of there with good points in your back pocket, you're healthy. Um, y- you learn some things. I wouldn't say from yeah. the the track, but I mean maybe with the bike or. But uh, I would have to say, from my perspective of watching it on TV, and I actually walked, went back and watched the race twice, um, just because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. But um, it looked like you guys were going considerably faster than maybe you guys on the track thought you were just from a TV perspective. Uh, it wasn't a boring mutter to watch by no, any means. No, it wasn't yeah. for sure. Uh, and, you know, Daniel Blair gets down there and he, he's looking at the track and he's talking to you about the ruts. And <clears throat> Excuse me. That one middle rut looked like it was starting to get real deep for you guys in your main uh, in, in a couple of those big uh, corners there. Yeah, like I said, it uh, if you got outside of those ruts, it was really slippery. So um, it was very rare for a new rut to form. And in a lot of the turns, we would just keep hitting the same rut. And, uh, like, it got to the point where, like, my foot pegs were dragging through them. Um, if I would hit them too fast, and like I said, that would, that would be little mistakes because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to lay it into this rut Well then it stands me up because my foot pegs again. So, um, yeah, the ruts got really deep and, uh, and also really choppy. That was the the other thing was, um, you hit those things and they kind of get you, uh, a little bit out of shape. A little unsettled. You get out of the rut, you're still kind of out of shape and then you just start sliding around. So, um, being, being calm and smooth on that is, uh, it's really, what it took and watching colt on that he uh he just looked like calm and that was the most important thing and that's pretty much why he won sure well uh shane congratulations on getting through the first round it could have been it could have been bad but it, it was all positive you know a third place coming out of there i'll take third uh, yeah you bet <laughs> 
I mean, obviously, you want to win. You want, you know, you're a title contender. You're you're a favorite for a lot of people to win this title still. So I, I think uh, you know, you take your third place and you you put your head down coming into Phoenix this weekend, and you're in a good shot, right? Yep, I'm uh, I'm really excited. We're we're uh, going one race at a time. Good job, brother. Appreciate it. Very excited. Keep, and, uh, thank you guys for having me on again. Yeah, keep like Tony said, if you keep doing well, we'll have you on every week. We'll just call it the Macarath right. segment. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh anyone you want to uh recognize on the way out? Uh yeah. I just got gotta say that uh God is good. That's that's been uh something that we've we've worked on, on the off season is is growing our faith as well as um building our fitness, learning with the team, um, getting to know the bike better. And, uh, it's, uh, it all goes together. And that's, that's kind of been something that, uh, I've found has been the most important thing. So, um, God is good. Got to have a higher power brother. And uh, you and I happen to agree on who we think is our higher power, but, uh, without him, we got nothing. How about that? That's right. Thanks, Shane. You ain't got Jesus. You ain't got nothing, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right, Shane. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. There we go. Uh, man with a strong faith. We like it. Hey, this portion of our program brought to you by Fly Racing. The brand new light hydrogen line was the first true lightweight racewear to the market in the original gear line to define the minimalist movement. Lightweight, you bet. They got it going on, but when you're first, you got to stay on the gas and fly. Well, they continue to develop and improve their premium gear line with the addition of the new BOA system. This revolutionary waist adjustment system offers fast on-the-fly micro adjustability with a truly dialed and fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. This is Vicki Golden. I was just on Pit Pass Radio. Check out Arena Cross for more of my racing. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. 
If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. Uh, just taking it around the studio here. Who had the strongest outing? Uh, and it didn't necessarily have to be one, two, three, four. No. But who had the strongest showing in Anaheim one? As a team, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we've already made that. It's got to be Yamaha yeah. with Justin Barsha winning the four fifty class, yeah. and then and then in the two fifty they go one two with Colton Nichols and Dylan Fernandez. I mean, for sure. And, and that's then Plessinger. You said what got sixth. Uh, in yeah, Plessinger got six in the 450 so. class. He's a factory <clears throat> Yamaha guy. Yeah, but Braden Stewart and Freeze. I mean, that's a that's a strong. That's, that's probably number two, yeah. I think, as a whole uh, collectively. Uh, and then you look at what? No, Malcolm, no, you've got Ken Roxon and and Cole Seeley went to ten. They only got two guys. Okay, I guess if we're they still scored more points than the Smart Top team. <laughs> How about that? Which one of those was in the lead at any time or? Or challenging for a lead at any time. I think it was a pretty positive race for Ken Roxon. I think, and Eli Tomac even. I mean, we, they, we've all seen Anaheim one really screw some guys over. Well, I, and and coming out of a mutter, going into Phoenix, I think it's going to be a different program for who's going to win. But um, nobody about, picked Barsha to win. What, that what thing, about so. the, what about the free agents out there? Dino, Dean Wilson, Brock Tickle, Grant as a free agent. Tickle would be great if we could see him return. What a bummer, man! He's that is such out. that is such BS. Here's the thing: you got you got Dean Wilson sponsored by a weed company, and they can't show admittingly it. using it. And no, and he's using he's using the CBD oil very well. That's fine, but it's still it's some sort of an it's enhancer a or or a byproduct of something. An illegal substance, and I got no problem with it. I don't think it should be illegal. I don't do it. It's but CBD I don't think is it not be... illegal. No, it's not. It's an oil. It's an oil. That's all. Okay. So I, there's no you know THC. Where I'm going with it. I understand. THC would be the illegal portion. Yes, of it. Yeah. there is no THC in it. There, correct. There's a lot of athletes out there that use it. We even heard Jeff Ward himself say he uses it. There's a lot of veterans in this world that that use it because it helps with PTSD. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. There's a lot of sick kids that use this. People are suffering from, from Parkinson's disease. But that isn't my point. My point is that Brock Tickle, you know, like. Oh, he's, he's getting screwed so bad by these guys. It's ridiculous. You saw James Stewart go through the spell, and where, where's James Stewart now? We don't even see the guy. No. 
I, I, anyway, back to other free agents out there, Tyler Bowers, Kyle Cunningham. Uh, those are the guys out there. How about the guys that are injured? Are they still a part of the discussion? Um, I, I think your biggest one would be Zach Osborne just because of – Yeah, what a bummer. He, he breaks his collarbone, what, the week before the race? Yeah. Hmm. And he breaks the plate, the existing plate, and I saw the picture. I don't know if you oh, did too, did but it, it's bent. He bends the existing plate. That has to be removed and a new plate put in place, which thus lengthens you know what his I'd be saying? recovery. Mommy! <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. No, that okay. would be terrible. Next guest waiting in the wings, guys. You ready for it? Tony Wink, do it. Aaron Colton, I, I guess um, Aaron is a guy we've had on many, many times. Mm hmm. And uh, he's probably one of the most well-known street, street bike f uh, freestyle guys in the world. And his he does demos all over the U.S. Um, and, and Europe. And uh, he's been – we haven't had him on in a while, but he's, he's always been a great guest. So he joins us now, Aaron Colton. Welcome back to Pit Pass. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, see. What are house. you doing, man? Where you been? A uh, little bit of everywhere. Still traveling a ton. I'm currently out of the shop right now. Uh, just wrapping up on some bike work. I did a, an awesome trail riding this past weekend. And, uh, man, it's been a cr crazy and wild. The number one priority recently has been I have a almost two-year-old daughter now. So that's wow. uh, been one wild ride the last couple of years. But as we are, let me say, how do we say that? Learning our cadence. We're both first-time <laughs> parents. Um <laughs> It's uh, it's been great because she's been able to travel a lot. So she's been, you know, that they'll end up flying in and meet me at some of these different events. But yeah, I'm just kind of prepping everything, and I just shipped some of my freestyle equipment out because I'm headed down to Brazil to do an event with Red Bull down here in the middle oh, cool. of January. And uh, yeah, everything's trucking strong. You get to work at all with uh, Matto? I I actually do quite a bit. I do quite a bit. We were just chatting the other day because we both got in some great post rain trail riding in in uh, SoCal. I liked. And, I love talking with that guy. I tell you what, he, he's such a bright star for me. It's it's just in a conversation. Doesn't he have to be on the air? I just really like to talk to him. Yeah, the one thing that people underestimate with someone like Matto because some of the feats that he's conquered as far as an athlete have been so unfathomable. You always have like a daredevil-esque mentality that you'd have in mind, and then you beat him, and you're like, wow, this is one sharp tack. Yeah. He's got everything going on. He's awesome. Aspiring for me as a dad, which has been cool, because we've been spending a lot more time together now with the kids, which is we uh, we camped together at Day in the Dirt this last year. So, it's, it's yeah, that's been wild, wild for everyone. Didn't we do something with, with uh, like, supply some parts on some bike you built sure or did. something? Yeah, no, why, absolutely. Wiseco dialed in that uh, Project Two-Stroke build I did with that one Wisey 125, and I actually raced that again this year uh, at Pay in the Dirt because, long story short, uh, there was another plan I was going to do Project Two-Stroke 2.0 with uh, a 250 two-stroke because I did the previous year with the Wisey 125. And, um, yeah, you guys hooked it up with the, I went a little oversized on the motor and have a, like a 137 built 125 and I iron manned the day in the dirt two years in a row on the thing. It's awesome. Um, so it wasn't by design this year, but it was ready to go. And it, uh, I ended up doing, spending a lot of seat time on that little thing. I got a 125 and I, I have a, uh, shelf dedicated to top ends because i'm so big i have to rebuild the thing every <laughs> time you know, i get give done. yourself credit you're down what 20 pounds 23 25? pounds 23. i've lost yeah yep no yep i uh 
it's that's we, affecting his bottom end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That when you do an oversize on a bike like that, and you get that kind of time, no matter yeah, what parts you're using, that's but especially on a 125 man, though. Glenn Helen, yeah, that place you're singing, man. It's at like all. It's crazy how many times you're topped out in the top of the gearbox racing. Yeah. At Glen Helen, when they have it set up for Day in the Dirt with the TT course and the asphalt section in the back, I felt so bad. But you know, it's what it had. I actually, I'm picking up a new 450 in a week or two, so I'm stoked that I'll have a, a mix-up bike for a little while. What color? 125 with something red, red. They, it's they, they so good. It. They nailed it. This, I mean, they they have been. But are you, man? They really knocked out the park. Aaron, are you getting a factory edition? No, because they were all pre-sold. They were all spoken for. 500 of them. I guess only a couple, like the big select dealers, got some that yeah. were spoken for, but they were already, you know, money down or whatever. That's wrong. I wanted one so bad. That's wrong. I one. one of our friends uh, some, One of our friends has one. You want us to make a few calls? <laughs> I have no idea who we're actually going to call. Have just, you gotten a haircut yet, Aaron? You know what? I, I, I did. I did. I'm, I'm uh, you know, between going to soccer and swimming lessons and all the stuff I'm doing with my daughter now, I, I, I cleaned up the haircut. I'm, I'm just another parent at some of these deals, which is kind of interesting. I'm on the younger side compared to some of the most. But, yeah, I definitely, I, the hair went a couple months in yeah. when just, like, little things like changing diapers and whatnot when you had like all kinds of hair to grab onto at all points in time it just had to go so that that happened this past year how do you keep her occupied on the airplanes because that's we have it's the ipad harder. obviously it's getting harder than it used to. like You're, out of the box was, was easy and aggressively yeah. was easy for maybe until she was like 14 15 months now it's tough when we both fly there's not much sleeping on either side to be honest you know you can watch movies together and sure. the ipad and have snacks and whatnot, but there's no like science on that because it's been a learning curve for sure. She, uh, I guess the longest flight now is in Miami. We went out there for the Red Bull Formula One run a show. I did a demo performance there, which was super cool to get to drive. And I, I got to pit with my freestyle bike out of the Formula One show car garage cool. uh, in Miami. So just to be around that whole setting was super motivational when you see how put together it is even to have a non-race pace program going on for something down there. So, but yeah, Miami's further so far. So six and a half hours or so. That's There's not bad. Big international stuff right. coming up this next year that I, I'm not quite sure, but I think they're going to be kind of a long flight. What we do, just so you know, and then my boys are now 30 and 31, but back then, and it was all propped. There were no jets, uh, you know, so it took a little longer to fly from coast to coast, but we just put them in the aisle and uh, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd be cruising up down the aisle, you Tons know, sure change, turbulence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good luck, a long, kids. Long yeah. time Here's ago. your helmet. You'd, yeah. you'd have to, have, man. You'd have to have some serious faith in the behavior. Don't send them down the aisle on a plane with people that you're stuck with, no matter what. Yeah, and it's amazing how quiet they are now as adults. Uh, it's funny. I I raced <laughs> in uh, 2014. I went over and raced the vet motocrosses nations and. On a YZ 490, which is the worst motorcycle I've ever raced, ever, by the way. Ever. Um, but my wife was pregnant. Like, borderline probably shouldn't have went on the airplane. But we went over there, and it was – and this kid – Sketchy. Oh, it wasn't that bad. But there was a kid that just kicked my seat for the, the entire 12-hour flight or whatever it was. Kicked my seat. And I just – I just got to the point where I just, like, it's not going to stop, right? And now yeah. that I have a four-year-old – um, I'm very, I try to be very conscientious about 
how she's affecting other people around us. Right. Because it, it but, but I'll tell you a couple things. Chocolate, uh, having some, whatever her favorite candy is, my kid never gets candy. Nope. Unless we're traveling or there's something like that. And I'm very, I limit her a lot on on the iPad and the and the phones and stuff like that. She always wants to watch YouTube, and uh, if we're if we're on an airplane, you bet. You Children's can, Tylenol you works can, like a dream. I don't do that. I, okay. When my daughter was little, she's eighteen now, but I used to give her a lot of uh, Nyquil. Yeah. <laughs> no, you and didn't. It, Shut up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It really worked out well for me. Somebody's listening and thinks you're serious. Send your cards and letters too. Yeah, I would never do that. So, Aaron, you're headed to Brazil. What do you got? What do you got cooking on down there? Uh, Down there, super. A really good friend of mine who's the sports marketing director for Red Bull down there, named Stan. I did some tours with him throughout Colombia and uh, Panama a number of years back, and. I'm doing an activation for a new distributor partnership that they have. So they wanted to basically introduce the brand of Red Bull to you know, a very large partnership that they have distributing the project throughout the country of Brazil. So I'm going down there to do uh, basically a private sh- uh, run of show like I have with my demo program here set up in the U.S. And then over the next few days, I'm going to be doing some collaboration photo and video projects with some of the local Red Bull Brazil athletes. So it's going to be a cool cool little trip. It's going to be out and back. I'm kind of even still waiting on some of the final confirmations of the of the, of the ins and outs. But it's going to be awesome. I, I, uh, I think that basically leaves just Argentina south of the border that I haven't been to. So the... the, the I, to, so I understand that the Red Bull is just now being introduced where you're going, or it's a new, no, it's a new but person. A, uh, to make a long story short, they're making a partnership with a, a very large distributor down there. I see. Um, yep, gotcha. Yep, yep. So it's uh, kind of one of those deals, and it depends. That's one thing that's so interesting and cool about Red Bull. I get to experience a company's nuts and bolts from every direction, from athlete project side to the competition side to creating content all the way down to actually feet on the floor doing, uh, you know, essentially giving thanks to the actual oil running the machine. So it's cool getting to experience like every side of what someone would expect a company like that has going on. Cool. That's neat. And I think you should do the the two-stroke 2.0 so you can get a hold of me and we can do some parts again oh uh, i would love to i would and, and, I, and it was already going through my head but i was trying not to make too many calls because it it was like on the fence of happening and the date got later in october and we were still going back and forth on if we were going to have enough time scheduling both the videographer that i did the project with last time with red bull to make it happen and unfortunately i didn't get to do it but it's it's uh I'm going to put it well over 90% that day and the dirt next year. I'm going to be in a 2.0 project with a 252 stroke, and I would definitely like to get the thing suited up. The white Seal stuff worked out great. It's having a whole kit like that versus microfiche ordering like I've done in the past is just monumental in getting the job done. So- and ProX, you know, a partner of Weisco has everything you need as far as like cables and, and clutch and. and um, air filters, air you filters, name it, brake pads. they do everything. They're in some nature, it seems to be, they use a lot of OEM provider type companies. That is exactly right, Aaron. Yeah, they yeah. provide a lot of OEM parts. I know overseas, we've talked about this before. So if you look at a, a uh, on a Pro-X piston, uh, let's say a CR250, Honda CR250 two-stroke, and you, lift, you look at that piston underneath, you'll see ART. That's the casting from the factory in Japan that, that casts and makes that piston. Um, and then you pull up a Pro X, it'll have the exact same casting marks. It's, it's absolutely, in many cases, OEM sourced 
And uh, so, yeah. So, Aaron uh, didn't mean to end on a ProX commercial, but. Well, you did. Uh, yeah, no, it uh, good. It worked, it worked out great <laughs> on, the, on the last build. I was happy to have the support, especially the 125. I'm eating stuff up on that thing. Aaron, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on the show. No problem, you guys. It's a pleasure. I look forward to the next time. Have fun down there, okay? All right. Will do. I'll talk to you later. There we go. Always keep one in the chamber, by the way, when you're traveling. Um, <laughs> appreciate you listening. Uh, it's good to be back in this chair. Appreciate that. For Jack DeLeon and uh, Leanne DeLeon, all of us here in the studio, Eddie Kulenkamp, Tony Wink, Roman Aveda, PJ Duran, I'm Scott Kesper speaking. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. For Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson, have a good one, everybody. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.